It's time to become a member of Playvolution HQ and Exploration's Early Learning. There's a free option and three paid patron-level options. All come with free stuff and ongoing automatic training and merch discounts. For as little as a dollar a month, you can become a patron. That supports our work and you get premium stuff like early access to fresh podcast episodes. Go to explorationsearlylearning.com slash membership or click the link in this episode's description to learn more. All the cool listeners are doing it. On with the show. stairs there's no i mean we're almost at sea level used to be a lots of stairs now no stairs to upstairs studio with me from california we got rebecca and from the wilds of illinois along the farm with a with a with a a sad orphaned orphaned twin calf uh we got rachel um you guys i we got to have a conversation this is i mean we're going to get into an important topic we're going to talk about gentle parenting something that apparently i know about but i don't know what it I, they'll ex, <laughs> they'll explain it to me but i got to get you guys' take on this so we we finally we finally moved into the snug we, we've been we were homeless on the beach for like 7 months and we finally got into our apartment and and it's delightful and we're 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 really pleased but uh there's some some common i got i got a problem of course um there's some common lawn areas where neighbors aren't picking up after their dogs yeah and you're supposed to do that and like the property manager is like yeah i know but you know people are assholes what are you going to do about it and so we've been picking up other people's dog poop and then i decided you know, I need to do something in addition to that because, you know, we go out in the dark sometimes and I just don't want to be stepping in in just random dog poop. So um, what I did is I ordered Chinese food. Um, so I'd have a supply of disposable chopsticks. Okay. And now I'm going to, I'm going to print out on like uh, three by five little cards. I'm going to make some little signs and attach them to the chopsticks and then stick them in the ground every place I pick up somebody else's dog's poop. And, and, and the signs are going to say one, I, one I came up with was going to be, I picked up after your dog, you owe me a beer. Um, another one is, uh, don't be a shitty neighbor, pick up after your dog. Um, um, how about, uh, uh, good neighbors clean up after their dogs, great neighbors clean up after their bad neighbors, dogs. Um, (laughs) you know, that kind of thing would it is do is that too, to do this? Would it be, is it too douchey? Is it passive aggressive? Is it, is so it going to get like, me shot? I like the one that says they owe you a beer because <laughs> that opens. I feel like that opens like, okay, he's not, you know, angry. Like oh, he's, he's totally upset, angry though. See, that, that would be honest. But hold on, okay. hold on, okay. hold on. Okay. We're, we're talking okay. about social emotional. So like okay. he, it, you're, it leaves you approachable. Like, hey mm-hmm. man, I'm I messed up. Here's beer. Like, thank you. Thank you for doing that. I didn't realize that was an issue. I would start with more like that. And if it continues, then I would go to like the I hope you have a shitty day. Cause I Yeah, because that. people don't know you, Jeff. And so it can come across like you're just like a really awful, like crotchety old man. I mean, maybe well, you are. 
But <laughs> I mean, it sounds like I mean, you know me very well. That sounds like that, that, that's a very got, good description. <laughs> they've gotten away with doing it for so long. So before we come in, just like, grr, let's come in approachable. Like, let's have a discussion. That's how we always want the kids to be before you just come in angry. Let's have a discussion. So leave the lines of communication open. And then if it continues, like you, you did that, you know, go, go, go with your gut. How about <laughs> pick up, pick up your dog shit. I know where you live. Oh, I like that one. Yeah. That's yeah. a little, that's intense. Um, I mean, well, well it I will say, I will that. say that I work in, in Fremont, California right now. Mm -hmm. And they're the neighborhood that I work in for some reason, I don't know what it is. Like people just trash. There's just trash everywhere. Like, just like cups and garbage and, and cigarette butts, right? It's just so disgusting. There's just cigarette butts littered all over the ground. And the kid I nanny for, she's like, why is there so much trash? And uh, around the block from her house, there is a, an apartment complex where there used to be cigarette butts all over the place. And a few months ago, uh, somebody, I have no idea who, put signs up. They printed signs and they laminated them and they stapled them to the trees out in front of this apartment complex and it I don't know exactly what it says but like something about like don't throw your butts here and different things and it has like little cartoon people like doing cigarette like smoking cigarettes and throwing their cigarettes on the ground and it has like all these like x's through it's kind of funny but I noticed that fewer people like there's yeah. fewer there are a lot fewer cigarette butts on the ground so you know Jeff it could work <laughs> it could really say, work you make me very happy that I don't have neighbors <laughs> <laughs> I don't have these problems. Yeah, because I mean, the next step is I get a BB gun with a scope, and uh, and then every time they they start walking away without picking up their dog, I I'm just sitting there. I'm sitting there all camouflaged in the uh, in the brush and and uh, and giving them a BB in the butt. That that's, that's actually that's you go you go to their door and you do affirmations. I am clean. <laughs> I am responsible. I clean up after myself. <laughs> Well, but I mean, he, people, people that don't pick up, I mean, they're just, they shouldn't own dogs. They shouldn't be allowed to live in civilized society. I mean, it's just wrong. Um, so uh, what's gentle parenting? Let's see. I just looked up the definition. So this is gentle parenting is an evidence-based approach, whatever that means. We've talked about that term before, uh, to raising happy, confident children, a parenting style composed of four main elements, empathy, respect, understanding and boundaries. Gentle parenting focuses on fostering the qualities you want in your child by being compassionate and enforcing consistent boundaries. So that is from, let's see, where did I just get that from? I got that from verywellfamily.com. So isn't that just parenting? Yes. So that's is what that we were talking about. You know what parenting is or what, you know, Everyone's got their own like little style and way that way that they are, but gentle parenting, I think has become like trendy. I, for lack of a better word, it's become trendy. Like, you know, parents are, they're having these babies and they're like, what do I do? How, people are asking, oh, how are you parenting your child? And I feel like that's a really common term that people are using is I, I, we do gentle parenting. And then there's, I've heard this other camp of people, whether it be on Instagram, Facebook, in my own personal and family and friends life hearing like, oh, people who do gentle parenting, their kids are just little brats. They like their kids run all over them. They, those kids are little snowflakes. They're just going to grow up and, and be big wimps basically. And so I think it's tough because 
what we do in the classroom is very much like what actual gentle parenting is where we're, you know, we're modeling empathy, we're respecting children while giving these consistent boundaries. And I think that for some reason right now in the early childhood parenting world, at least in our country, there's a confusion about gentle parenting versus permissive parenting. And I think that that's, that, that, what, that word gentle, for some reason, it makes people think that it's permissive. And it's really not when you look at what gentle parenting actually is, there's boundaries, there's, you know, safety, not letting your kids do whatever they want. And so it, it, I just want to kind of unpack, like, maybe why that, why that is, why is there such a, a disconnect? So, oh, go ahead. I just, so I'm a parent in this modern, like the modern world, you know, my son, he'll be seven in April. Gentle, I, I get, how do I word this? I get a lot of judgment because, and I know like my husband will even get frustrated with me. Um, I feel like parenting is a lot of repeating of how you were raised, unless you know that something was wrong in the way that you were raised. Does, you know what I mean? Right. So I'll, I might not have agreed with some, with the way that, you know, my dad would have disciplined me with, if, here's what we're battling with my son. He's not doing great on his spelling words. Okay. So my dad would have grounded me. I might've gotten like a spanking and I would have had to practice my words 10 times every night, you know, but like with S Sebastian, I don't want to like, what, it, what is spanking you? What does that solve for me? What does right. that teach you besides giving you that negative, like that negative feeling towards your spelling words, you know? Um, so I, we have conversations and we come up with solutions and you're going to write your spelling words five times. We'll quiz them. The ones you mess up on, you'll go back and do five times again, move right. on. Um, so I feel like there's a lot of judgment, but I feel like the judgment is more from like parents of the past. Like I didn't do that with you. So you turned out fine. Look at how you are. Why are you being so it's deemed as you're being easy on your child. Mm -hmm. And For so sure. I think that's why it's, it's that gentle word, right? It's like, right. It's like, just cause it's gentle doesn't mean it's not firm. Like you can Working, be firm right. and gentle, right? Like I'm not going to be like, Oh, you don't like your spelling words. Like, okay, we'll just not do spelling this week. You know, that's right. permissive. And I think that's what people like, they twist that. It's like, okay, well, we're going to do your spelling words. Like you, this is something that needs to be done, but it's like giving that child an opportunity of like, how do you want to do this? What's going to work for you? And I think that so for some reason, so many adults think that that's babying a child by yeah, asking them their you, opinion. <laughs> you said it right there. Yeah. Baby. And I'm like, but they're just people like how, if I want Sebastian to learn, who can tell me the most the, the most effective way for him to learn other than than him? Right. Right. And right. so, you know, even something as simple as like, oh, my my two-year-old doesn't want to put their socks on. So, you know, like you said, maybe a, a traditional or maybe authoritarian type of parent might force their child to put their socks on or spank them and then put their socks on. But it's like, I mean, sometimes you have to get out of the house and you might need to just get, take the socks and go. But, you know, ideally, if there's a little bit of time, you can get on that child's level, right? And 
maybe they don't like that pair of socks that you picked out because there's a little thread inside that bothers their ankles, or maybe they really wanted to wear their dinosaur socks today and they're two years old and they can't get all those words out. And so there's nothing wrong with pausing, stopping, calming down, listening to the child and maybe changing that pair of socks to what they feel comfortable in and then then go about your day. And for some reason that's seen as negative. As, as negative. Yeah. So um is this uh, gentle parenting really authoritative parenting rebranded because uh back in the day it was authorita authoritarian uh authoritative uh no yeah authoritarian parenting which is the i'm the boss right. and then there was passive parenting and then the the goldilocks version the middle of the road was authoritative parenting authoritative parents are firm loving and kind they set boundaries and expect their children to abide by them blah 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 right, um right, right. so they've just rebranded that with gentle parenting because the word authoritative was uh was, uh -huh. you know, was scary it's the, the, pendulum has swung. Yeah. the pendulum has swung from one side to the other like we so what? often do with things right what would you feel more open to hearing gentle parenting or authoritative? Like a, when, if you say authoritarian or authoritative or anything it's with authority, same feeling. It like in my head, I'm thinking prison and security guards, like prison guards. Like that's what authority to it yeah. just first thought, you know, like institution. So, yeah. Yes. Like those strict expectations. Sorry. I think my son keeps trying to come in. Um, uh, I mean, authoritative makes sense to me because, you know, I've, I've got a dictionary, no, I but, um, I think, it's I, but I, think I think it's the same thing. Yes, it's I all think about perception. Right, it was relabeled. But, but all those people that are hate, hating on uh, gentle parenting, if they, if they use the, uh, the word that was used uh, 20 years ago to describe it. And for decades before that, they'd probably be cool with it. Yeah. You know, I, I it, it's hard to say because whether the label is what it, whatever the label is or not the example that that Rachel's given as far as like kind of working with her son with the spelling words or the example I gave with the socks there's there are going to be people out there that just think that you do need to punish him he needs mm -hmm. to be drilled on these words and there's going to be people who say that kid needs to shut up and put their socks on and get out of the house you right, know and but... so no matter what you call it you're always going to have those people Right. And so I just worry that this, like you said, this rebranding, this relabeling of gentle parenting, for some reason, it's getting people think gentle, they, then they're associating that with permissive now. And so it's like, what word can we use that actually, you know, is will be effective for like the general majority of people? Because we've, like I said, we've, we've swung the pendulum from one side to the other. And now you have people who think gentle parenting is the kid who is in the parking lot for an hour after the preschool program's over because their parent can't get them in their car seat. <laughs> you know, that's what people think, oh, they're do they must do gentle parenting, mm -hmm. you know? And so I don't know, like you said, like what, what word? I feel like, that, you know, Jeff says, I know what authoritative means, but like, that's not obviously wasn't effective. How about, how about more good or more good or parenting. <laughs> or no. social emotional coping skills. That's what it yeah. boils down to. Yeah. We're teaching them the coping skills by having that conversation. Yeah. So I, I got by thoughts on the those. spelling test. Um, oh, you're making him write the words five times. Yeah. What would he rather be doing? Playing his Xbox. 
I was going to come to I was going to come to his defense, but look, I failed every spelling test from third grade on. I've 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 written like ten books. Um, <laughs> Right. But okay. Can I say, since we implemented the like spelling uh -huh. it five times, his grades have gone up. But don't you think that's because he was a participant in that situation, oh. right? Like had you made him and been like, this is what you're going to do. It's like, that might not have been effective. He took a little, even if it was your, like, you need to do something. He took a little bit of ownership of that, you know? Right. So his big thing is like, he wants to be a veterinarian when he grows up. Shocker. Um, he has said that since he was two years old, he wants to be an animal doctor. And I'm like, do you know how much school you have <laughs> to have to be an animal doctor? Do you know how much you have to write? Um, so that's why that's what we keep trying to tell him. If this is your goal. Okay. If you want to be a veterinarian, you have to get through first grade. Mm -hmm. You, you have to get through first grade and if you don't get through first grade, you're going to be held back until you get through first grade. You know what I mean? So it's just going to take you longer to accomplish your goal. So what can we do to help you reach your goal? Because it's like tapping I, into his desires. Yes. I, I, I need you. to talk to this kid because they're going to, they're going to socially promote. If he flunks first grade three times, they're absolutely going to, they're not, I mean, he's not going to be 18 and still in fucking first grade. Do, do so they're not, absolutely. Do not tell him that. And, do not tell him that, Jeff. And <laughs> I, I mean, back in third grade, they kept telling you, you can't be a writer if you don't know how to spell. I was like, fuck, the computer is going to do the spelling for me. And I didn't so, say fuck, but. Um, right. I, I mean, what, what's he need? I mean, what he doesn't even need to. If he's going to be a veterinarian, his his handwriting doesn't even be need to be legible because he's going to be he, writing prescriptions for uh, for horse tranquilizers, and it's just going to be a scribble. It doesn't matter. You guys, he literally missed two words because of his handwriting. Okay, so I mean, he can spell them, but he has horrible handwriting. He's I'm working on one problem at a time, you guys. No, but he, he does need to know the difference between where and where and your and your and that's mm -hmm. like where we're when our big one this last time was when when is the game is what we were trying to explain to him w-h-e-n when is the game and he kept saying w-i-n and i'm like no you didn't win the game <laughs> when is the game like that's what we're trying to work on but he, i mean and he also gets to go to golden corral if he gets a three oh because he likes to Go, he likes buffets because he can make his own plate. So sure. we all go, my mom goes and we all, he, he can start with ice cream if he wants. I don't care. Just do your best. Yeah. Like actually the problem with Sebastian is like caring, actually care to try. If he tried, if he put that care into it, I mean, he's a very intelligent child. He just doesn't care. Could he tell you how to fix Bumblefoot and a chicken? Heck yes, he could. He could do that in a <laughs> Can he tell you how to care for this calf that we've been caring for and the antibiotics that we had to give him and how you do that? Yes, he can. Does he care to tell you how to spell what? No, he does not. And that's so, okay. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. I like him. And that's what he's my science-based <laughs> hands-on child. What, what kind of, what I need to know what this is. Bumblefoot is when it's typically on like a duck or a chicken's foot, they'll get a small scratch um oh. and like a little dirt or something in there and infection sets in and it makes a bump on the foot and you have to pull out the bump drain out the pus clean it all out and wrap it up until it's healed it's bumblefoot 
Hey, listeners, you don't <laughs> get information like that on other early learning podcasts, do you? <laughs> you name me, you name me another early learning podcast where you also learn about Bumblefoot. Um, I, I mean, it just doesn't happen. Thanks for listening to the Child Care Bar and Grill. Um, so what else do we need to know? What else do we need to know about gentle parenting? Um, is this the kind of, are, are you doing gentle nannying, Rebecca? Um, so the family that I work with, they are, they do gentle parenting, but I, well, that's their goal, but they mm -hmm. are more permissive. And I think that's why we have this disconnect too, is I'm kind of realizing that as I'm speaking, is that you have people who are permissive parents who say they're doing gentle parenting. Sure. Right. And so that's why it's like, people are just confused about what it actually is. So yeah, like I, I would say that I do gentle nannying, whatever you want to call it, caregiving, um, where yeah, I am loving, you know, empathetic modeling, you know, socially emotional skills and, but also like teaching life skills, right? Like, I'm not going to carry your backpack. If you really want to bring a backpack, like you can wear it or you can leave it here. And I think that those kind of things are lost when parents are like, okay, I have this baby. I want to do gentle parenting. I want to, you know, make sure that like my child has great social emotional skills, but they don't really know how to do it because it feels uncomfortable. It feels uncomfortable when that two-year-old is like, no, you do it. Yeah, and yeah. And, be, and because very few of us human beings have good social emotional skills, just mm -hmm. period, because we're, I mean, we're all just struggling to get by, right? Yeah, and I think I mean, that, I mean, is a whole nother layer. I think the reason gentle parenting is taking on, a, it's kind of its own animal right now and becoming more and more trendy, mm -hmm. I think it's because you have people who, you know, like we've talked about in the early 90s, there was this big revelation, right? Early childhood so important. And now we have parents are having these children, they're deciding what they want to do and how they want to parent their child. And they experienced maybe authoritarian parenting as children. So they want, they don't want to do that, right? We talk about breaking cycles. That's like a very popular phrase, right? Let's break the cycle, break the cycle. And so similar to like we talked about with the phrase, with our actions, we've, we've swung the pendulum. So now, you know, a parent who maybe when they were a child got spanked and grounded and berated and had things taken away from them, maybe they're really uncomfortable even just giving a boundary to their child because they don't want to do what happened to them, but they're not sure how to do it in a loving way because they never experienced it. They didn't experience so, firm and loving boundaries. They experienced harsh boundaries. So they don't know how that feels. So then they just go completely opposite, do whatever you want. So then can we kind of discuss, I guess I want to dissect, how do you set that boundary and maintain it? Because I feel like that's the main problem, especially if you're doing the permissive parenting, setting that boundary. And then when you feel the push on it, how do you maintain it? Yeah, and that's I where that's I feel like, like the confusion is getting of, oh, you're babying because mm -hmm. they don't know how to maintain the boundary. I think what I've done as a teacher and as a caregiver, as a nanny, is you have to like, what's your absolute? Like, what is your non-negotiable and what are you willing to negotiate with this child, right? So some, some things are non-negotiable. Like you, we need to brush your hair before we leave the house, right? And so I think that teaching, not just teachers, parents, everybody who has children in their lives, like 
what's negotiable and what's not. We need to brush your hair. That's not negotiable. How can we get that done? Do you want to have breakfast first? Then we'll brush your hair. Do you want me to brush your hair? Do you want to, you know, do you want to choose which ponytails you put in your hair? And understanding that sometimes none of those things are going to work mm-hmm. and you brush a crying child's hair, <laughs> you know? But and also- I think that's where they, that's where people get uncomfortable. Like, well, what if the strategies don't work? Well, sometimes you just have to do it. And then you I, empathize with that child of like, you know, yes, I, you're really upset that we had to brush your hair, but we had to go to school and, and still talking them through that thing, that boundary that they didn't like experiencing without yes. it being like, you're in trouble. Yes. Sorry. Give me one second. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> hey, hey, listeners, I'm going to describe this. Rachel got up. She's going to the door. Open the door. Um, oh, oh, uh, nope. Apparently, nobody there. I, I thought it was going to be maybe uh, DoorDash or somebody delivering a delivering a pizza or something, but there wasn't anybody at the door. But we was Sebastian here. was knocking, asking, "Can I please, please, please practice my spelling words?" Uh, Sebastian yeah. was being a little leprechaun because he just ran away giggling. Um, <laughs> I like me some Sebastian. Um, so I, I got a, I got a story. You guys tell me what kind of parenting this is, because it's one of my my favorite parenting um, experiences not, that I that I observed back in my family childcare days. So uh, so little Maddie um, didn't want to put her shoes on when mom was ready to ready to go. Mom would usually come to pick her up, and a lot of days she'd hang out for a while, and Maddie would play, and we would chat, and then it was time to go and. Maddie was putting off, putting her shoes on and putting off, putting her shoes on. And, and her mom says, you know, if you don't put your shoes on, you're going to have to walk to the car barefoot and it's cold outside. And uh, Maddie, she's barely three. If she's three yet, even she's probably on the, on the cusp of three. And, and she's like, okay. Um, And it's about, it's about freezing out about 32 degrees. And, uh, and so out they go. And Maddie's like, yeah, I don't want to wear my shoes. I want to walk to the car barefoot. And uh, she gets that first little, little, uh, little foot onto the, onto the concrete and she's cold and mm-hmm. wants to get picked up. And mom said, no, you said you, you said you didn't want to put your shoes on. You said you were going to walk to the car. And so she walked all the way to the car down the sidewalk over to the driveway in her bare feet. And um, next day, when mom said it was time to put her shoes on to go home, Maddie put her shoes on and they, they went home. Where's that? What, what, what level of parenting um, is that? That's the type of parenting I like to do. It's called natural <laughs> consequences. Fantastic parenting. <laughs> yep. Because um, there, there wasn't a, there wasn't a real safety issue, right? You're not asking mm-hmm. this child to walk two miles in freezing weather. So that's, that's the thing is like, what's, a, what's the, what's negotiable and what's not. Right. Yeah, mom, mom, mom knew I didn't have just. Uh, I, I had recently dumped out a, a basket of a bushel of uh, razor blades on the on the sidewalk or anything. So she, yeah, she knew it was a pretty low risk situation. There were no nails. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, no nails. Those are all powdered in boards. But yeah, I mean, people would see that as as um, not gentle parenting, right? But that that is gentle parenting because I think what would be even make it like 
more of gentle parenting is getting in the car and like empathizing with that kid. Like, yeah, your feet are really cold. Yeah. And that's exactly you what know? Jen was doing. I was like, your, your yeah. feet are probably pretty cold, aren't they? Yeah. But this like, is this what you chose. That doesn't feel yep. good. It doesn't feel good. I know what it feels like to have cold feet and that feels really uncomfortable. That's why exactly. I have my shoes on. That is love and logic because yep. you yeah. know, there's no harm. You're teaching them out of love and they're going to learn from that experience. They're going to take something away. You know, it's, are you going to take away if I tell you don't touch that? Are I mean, you guys are adults, but a child that just sparks your curiosity. I want to touch that, yeah. you know, but so, okay. I told you don't touch that. You touched it. What'd you learn from that? And that's um, parenting wise. What I like to do when Sebastian goes against what I say, what did you learn? How, how dare he first, right? <laughs> Every child's going to do it. But like, what did you learn? What did you, what did you take away from that? And he, he's old enough now that he can say, well, usually he tells me nothing and but he, he knows he, he's stubborn. Okay. He gets it honestly, but you know what I mean? You've learned something from the instant that you just went through. It was, yeah, I think it's, consequence. you use the words love and logic. And I think that we were trying to find kind of a phrase. I think that could be really like something that people can see gentle parenting more as is like, it's love and logic, right? Mm -hmm. It's not like love at all costs, no matter what, I'm going to do whatever you want because I love you. Um, and so, yeah, I think love and logic is, is a really good way to put it because I remember being a child and my mom telling me to take a jacket or to, you know, put my homework on top of my backpack. So I wouldn't forget it or do something like that. And, you know, and I'm like, all right, mom, whatever. And I remember having those moments in my own head or maybe under my breath of like, damn it, I should have listened to her. And you're right. Like maybe I, when she said it later, like, oh, you should have brought that. I might've been like, no. No, I was fine. I was but good. <laughs> internally, you're like, I am going to listen next time. You know. So and I can't take full credit with that phrase either because there's a book called Parenting with Love and Logic. And okay. that's what they focus on is natural consequences of like Let me find the coat, you know, going going outside without a coat on. You're not going to die. You're not going to get hypothermia from the front door to your car, but yeah. you're going to be cold, you know. So, yep. So that's it's, Foster W. Klein, Parenting yes. with Love and Logic. $23 on Amazon, everybody. It's a really good read too. Yeah, so I think that's a good way to put, you know, gentle parenting is I think that word gentle kind of puts a bad taste in people's mouths. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, we're not Americans. We're, we're not gentle. We're tough. We're, yeah, tough we're, we're not soft. Yeah, it, it sounds like soft, right? Gentle, yeah. soft, like baby bait you yeah. I, you hit the nail on the head when you said baby because yeah. i feel like we have this like idea that we're all just we cry about things a lot like that's what yeah. media has kind of tried to portray as like we're just a nation that just cries about a lot of things but that's like not me. what we are you know <laughs> i mean well me, i just i'm staying out i don't do politics me. but i'm just saying yeah, no, I think that there's, there. there's room for emotions. I just think it's, it's like, I've just learned in so many things, facets of my life is like the middle path, right? Like not too hard and not too soft. Like how, like, isn't that pretty logical? Like, don't be an asshole, but don't let your kid run all over you. I mean, it seems simple, but it's actually hard when you get down to the minutia of those everyday interactions. And that's when parents freeze. And they go one way or the other. Right? Can I tell you though, gentle parenting is not in any way easy. No. 
Um, and I feel like that's what it, the, oh, they're just doing what's easy. I, we literally went out to lunch today. Sebastian wanted McDonald's. I don't eat McDonald's. It's not happening. We're going to this place and you have a choice. And I mean, he pouted, he threw his head down, he cried. And I'm like, I'm trying to talk to you. I'm trying to be yeah. like, you know, a, the good mom and talk don't to you. Don't you hate that? You're like, I'm using all the tools in my tool belt <laughs> and you're still crying. <laughs> and I finally looked at him and I said, buddy, you're frustrating me. I'm miserable right now. Your dad's miserable right now. And you're miserable. This is not fun for anybody. And he was, he finally goes, I just, I wanted spaghetti and meatballs. <laughs> you can't get that at McDonald's either. And I'm like, okay, okay. It's fine. It's fine. But we just, I feel like there's this view that if you're doing the gentle parenting, it's just, it's easier. That's why you're doing it. It's because it's easier. It's You would have just taken to... him to McDonald's. That would have been the easy route. Uh, yeah sure. spaghetti and meatballs sounds really good some yeah some, some cheesy garlic bread i think um he got spaghetti and meatballs i'm like that, oh, 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 that was an option that was an option at where we were at oh so, okay i thought you maybe went to a third place where he got no we uh, were at noodles and company oh, spaghetti okay. spaghetti was an option <laughs> <laughs> well any final thoughts on this one before we wrap it up um, I think that parents should try to tune out all of the things that trend on social media and tune out all of the voices you have chirping in your ear and just trust your gut with your child and parent, like Rachel said, with love and with logic. Yeah, I um, will just say you're going to be judged no matter what you do with your child in no way is there a perfect parent or a perfect child? So just do the best with the tools you have is what it boils down to. I would add on to that. Get off the social media completely. Ah, it's come, come up on two years and it's been delightful. <laughs> this has been the Child Care Bar and Grill podcast. Tip your weight staff. Back soon. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.